Hello everyone and welcome back to Mummy Means Business. Um, Today we'll be talking about all things work, family and having an entrepreneurial mindset, especially as mums. Um, Actually the other day I was watching a video and um, it's actually on YouTube and it's called The World's Toughest Job and the role was called um, the director of operations and they had a list of responsibilities and you know and skills that whoever was looking for the job needed to have and some of them included that you needed to be on your feet for 24 sevens with 24 7 of the day um throughout the week with no breaks um you need to have excellent negotiation skills and you also needed a degree in medicine in fine arts and culinary and um all the people who were actually um interviewing for the job were like no this is absurd um this isn't like this is inhumane how can i be on my feet 24 7 with no breaks how why do i need all of this um degrees and um courses and educational um um things that in order for me to have this job and actually at the end of the video there was actually even a woman that was saying you know i don't actually want to apply for this job anymore i'm happy to not to be interviewed anymore and at the end of it the interviewer mentioned that the role was being a mother um and he said that obviously as a mum all mums have all of these skills and um they do their job happily 24/7 looking after their child with no breaks sometimes they need they need to you know be there for their child constantly and it made me think you know as mums we already you already have like built in skills and built in tools to have a business and to be an entrepreneur and some of the most successful businesses you know some who actually go on to make millions have come from mums so I thought it would be great to have someone who has this entrepreneurial mindset who you know I've known for a long time and I've actually seen she's she's the type of person that she's a go-getter and she's someone who you know thinks of something and actually does it successfully so I'm really excited to have Naomi on with us today um naomi's actually a mother of two she works for a financial firm and she also runs two companies one is an event company um they which they run a quarterly christian games night called you got game where you can find them on instagram at you got underscore game and the u is with a letter u rather than the y-o-u um, and she also runs another company which is a wedding and events company called platinum events planning and um, where they help with any events that you have whether it's birthdays weddings any celebration they're happy to kind of help and give a helping hand and you can also find them on instagram at platinum event planning underscore so yes thank you so much naomi for being on board i know you're a bit nervous but it should be fine (laughs) (laughs) a bit oh thank you so much victoria i'm super nervous but i really 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 like your podcast and you've had such amazing people come on here and speak so I'm truly honoured so yay yeah you're one of those amazing people um so first of all before we kind of get into you know your life as a working mum as an entrepreneur um what is the best thing to you about being a mum because obviously now you're a mum of two oh, my gosh <laughs> two that's not that's a lot um yeah so what's the best thing to you about um being a mum about being a mum oh gosh um there's so many things I don't even know how I'd pick a couple of them um but I guess it's just you can probably hear her in the background making bits little noises because she's always she always wants to to be around me so she's um five months old what I was just saying and I've got another one who's two and I guess the best thing about them is um or the best thing about being a mom is just having that person who you know that you're going to impart so much into and that's going to affect everything about them growing up 
I guess when we become parents, that's when we kind of look back at our parents and we're like, wow, I totally get everything you've sort of done and sort of put in me because you just see how important it is that you've really been entrusted with such a a huge deal so the best thing for me is just thinking about that and being able to know that the decisions I make and choices and stuff is actually going to affect like a little human being and just pattern their life and set them up and stuff so it's it's just an amazing feeling just really grateful for both of them you know it's funny because like my son is turning one next week and um I was, oh no next week this week no in two days <laughs> oh, let me not forget uh yeah it's gonna be one which is crazy um but I was talking to my husband and we were saying that this last year has literally just been to keep him alive like you know the first year is just to make sure <laughs> that they're alive make sure they're fed they don't fall on the floor but now after one it's now you have to actually teach them like I now I need to be I need to analyze my life and make sure that I'm you know 100% because I know he's going to be watching me and following everything that we do so it's literally now about teaching and really imparting something which is the most fun I think it's probably going to be the most fun part of being a parent um actually educating them and watching them become like you because your son is so much like both of you which is really scary it is really scary and you're right after the first year they're like sponges they just look at you they copy you like I post some things on whatsapp sometimes about my son and things that he does but one of the most shocking things was when he told me my first name and like my husband's first name and I'm just thinking where does he get all of this but it's because he listens (laughs) yeah he's listening to people he's talking he's hearing things and then he's repeating them at optimal times and then you're just like oh my gosh these are little like little humans they're really taking it all in so yeah, it's it's a really great obviously but very scary and your videos are so cute every time i see your name pop up on the whatsapp stories i'm like yeah let me watch it because he is a character um but do you feel obviously because your wife and your mum and you um you not only work you know a job but you also have two really amazing businesses um i don't know if any of you have seen it online but you're actually doing so well in a short space of time i think you've been running it for only a few years um do you feel the need to kind of be, well, the best version or almost be perfect, quote unquote perfect, at those three areas of your life? Um, well, no, not not perfect. To be fair, um, I really great. I'm grateful. I don't have that pressure. I guess like the pressure of being perfect kind of comes from like people, maybe people or just the people you have around you and stuff like that. And I'm just really lucky to just say I don't have any external pressures or factors that make me feel like oh I've got to do this with perfection or I've got to do this like over and over again until I get it right um I kind of just go with the flow of a lot of things to be honest and it's mainly just like passion I guess just the passion to want to do stuff that uh keeps these kind of things alive I mean it is crazy the amount of stuff kind of going on sometimes um at home and in work and stuff like that but just because I love doing it Um, I think that's what kind of helps me and of course whatever you kind of put your mind to do you want to give it your best shot you know you want to do it with excellence you want to just you know go all out Um, but I don't have any pressures that make me feel like oh like I need to be super perfect like everything needs to be on point like laundry washing up meetings emails like everything I kind of um, I work a lot with my husband work together on so many things and we really really support each other so if things are left undone or if something isn't quite finished yet like we kind of have each other's back in in all things 
um, at home at work and everything so yeah I don't yeah I don't have like thank god anyway any external kind of factors that make me feel like oh like this thing needs to be absolutely perfect but generally I've always been someone that if I want to do something I do want to do it with the best of my ability and I do want to put my all into it because otherwise I'm just like why do it you know if I'm going to do it half-heartedly or if I'm not going to be full-on about it I'd rather just not do it do you know what that's actually true because even with me you know I'm well I'm a new-ish mum and I have a business as well but it's something like I never feel pressure from external people but it's always me that puts the pressure on myself sometimes um because obviously there's going to be points in your life there's seasons in your life where something's got to give so so I always feel bad like I remember in the first six months of when I had my baby I was also doing some um I was working with my company my PR company and I was helping some clients and I felt so bad you know having this little newborn but not really giving him as much attention but I remember I had to remind myself and even my husband had to remind me that you know it's you that's putting this pressure on yourself so you know as a mom sometimes you need to take things as it goes and if something slacks then it's fine there's going to be people there to help you and pick up the pieces but do you think you know obviously now you have all of these going like these three things that you're not juggling but you're handling um how important is I think for a mum do you think that you need to plan especially financially plan um you know your incomes and expenditure um, even for your two businesses do you sit down you know every year and actually make a financial plan of things that you need to spend on things that you need to save on where the where the finance is going to go in terms of your businesses or is it something that you kind of go with the flow as it comes along Okay, so um, I think, like, it's good what you said about the um, putting pressure on yourself. I definitely think that that's a big, a big thing as well. I remember being, um, when I was about to have my second daughter, second daughter, second child, um, I remember having a booking, a wedding booking around the same time that she was due to give birth, that I was due to give birth. And um, I kept thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like, how can I do this? How can I... Uh, serve and help you know this couple at their wedding and then also like have a baby in a short space of time and I was trying to put I was trying to put a plan together in my mind like how could I make this work and then eventually I was like look this is really really not practical at all and I just had to kind of speak to the couple and tell them the situation I think as I was really excited at first for them and I was like yes 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 like whatever date you choose everything's fine but then when adding everything up looking back like working out my due date and everything it just wasn't going to work and I guess yeah just because I didn't want to be kind of half-hearted in it I didn't want to say yes to the booking and then just start kind of working out how am I going to get other people to help me and stuff like that I just kind of let them know the situation and they were like happy that I was just kind of honest about the whole thing and able to kind of say look we're not going to be able to help you um, on this occasion because this is what's going on because obviously being a second time mom, I kind of knew like what was going to come after giving birth. Because you know, everyone talks about giving birth and all the horror stories or whatever it is that happens. But people, not a lot of people talk about what happens afterwards and how, you know, you change emotionally and how you've got so much going on. And I didn't want to be like, yeah, let's just push out the baby and back to work. I did want to have time with my child and just be able to enjoy him or her. I didn't find out what we were having, but I did want to be able to enjoy. And so um, the pressure of 
like the pressures I didn't have, which was to be perfect and do everything so well, was it was good because then I was able to just say, look, I don't need to do this. Like I can tell them we can't help them on this occasion and then we'll just move on. You know, there's other people to other people out there that will have weddings and events that are a bit, a bit more of a suitable time. So I was able to just kind of let that go. But there was like something in my mind at first that was like, oh, no, you can do it, Naomi. You can just, you know, it'll be fine. And da, 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 da. But yeah, so um, it's definitely true. Sometimes we are our worst enemy. We'll just sit, sit there like criticizing ourselves and saying, no, oh, you can do things. You can do multiple things at once. You can multitask your lady. But um, yeah, sorry. So your question about finances and stuff, I think just from a young age, um, I've always been someone that likes saving. So I think that's been really helpful for me personally with um, the businesses. Um, when I was about 16 or 15 or so, I remember my mom, she would literally be pushing me to always go out there, get a job, save up money. She was very, very um, tough on me about stuff like that. Um, because she she's a, a big saver so she always had enough money to support us and stuff because of her sort of savings so she wanted us to kind of be like her so when I was about 15 or 16 um, I got a job at McDonald's and I remember telling my mom I was like mommy I got a job I got a job and she was so proud of me like she was so so happy for me she never like looked down on it or made me feel like it's not good enough I think it was like four pounds an hour that I was making but she was so proud which made me even want to you know do more because she was so happy so I'd work quite a lot through uh, college and I saved up loads of money in those days anyway <laughs> um it's not a lot of money now it took like two years or so but I'd saved up enough money and um I didn't really spend much I didn't really go out loads or spend money on anything great and stuff like that so that I could um buy a car which was what I really wanted to do so my mum would kept asking me every like week or month like how much have you got now how much have you got now and then I think I got to a point where she was really proud so she was like okay I'm gonna add some money to what you've saved up and we're gonna buy buy a car and so because of that achievement at a young age I always remembered saving was a good thing so saving to me was always like this good thing that happened to me from a young age so throughout everything else I always used to save up so if I wanted to do something if I wanted to go on holiday or if I wanted to buy something even like a laptop anything I'd always be like okay remember when you were younger this is how you did it so I'd always like save up and save up so now I'm in this place where my husband who's got the same sort of mentality like save and save we both have like I don't know like 15 or so different accounts where we just save up for different random things and it's really 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 helpful because then every time we get paid the first thing we think about is like okay saving for this part saving for that part okay saving for that child saving for this business and so when we go to do things for each of the businesses or for our children or just as a family we've got like an account that's kind of like has that kind of um money like sort of given to it so it makes things a lot easier because when you do decide to have a business or just kind of want to run with your passions, um, a lot of it does involve paying for stuff and um, having to buy things and having to go out there and use your money and stuff like that. So just having that mentality from a young age and, and enjoying saving, it was so helpful because I know nowadays people enjoy obviously spending, which is like a lot more fun to do, <laughs> but like... <clears throat> we're just really weird and geeky and we really enjoy saving and being like oh we're saving a lot more than we did last month oh we're saving a lot more than we did last quarter and I really do owe that to like my mom who kind of put that in me from um from a young age just saying like you need to save up if you want something in life 
um, no matter how long it takes, you have to save for it. So yeah. that was what, yeah, that's literally what my mum taught, taught me. And so stuff like credit cards and stuff, I didn't really know what all of those things were yeah. because of my mum was so like, if you want something, you save up. Then you buy it. That's it. There's no 100%. two ways. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember like um, some. Some. I, remember, I think my husband says this as well. He says like, if you want to buy something, you need to have the money to be able to buy it twice before you can even buy it once. Yeah. So like, if you want to buy something that's a hundred pounds, rather than using your last hundred pounds, you need to at least have two hundred pounds saved, so it doesn't hurt you. But literally, I, ha- I have the same mentality. I, m- I remember like in school, I used to get ten pound a week. Um, for food because we didn't have like the free school meals and I used to save up my 10 pounds that week and if it was someone's birthday I would give them the 10 pounds as a gift and I remember me and and Maddy um we used to like we used to hustle basically to get food we used to either like find out who wasn't in school that day that got free school meals and pretended to be them or we'll wait till like everyone's gone and we'll sweet talk the dinner lady to give us food it was so bad but yeah it's it's good because um even when I was young as well I worked at McDonald's I was at remember I was earning £4.85 an hour I worked four hours a week and I was literally earning like £50 a month or something stupid like that or like £100 a month or no it was like 80 something pound a month and I saved up that money and I saved up my EMA I got my driving license and I bought my car as well all with all with the money I saved but, yeah um, no saving saving is really important because when we go back to do things business-wise or when we get ideas and stuff we're able to look into our different accounts and say okay well we can afford to you know implement that idea this year or this six in this half of the year and stuff like that because we've saved up towards it and that's why saving sometimes even without like a goal of what you're saving for is really good you know like that what they say saving for a rainy day like there is a rainy days they just come and you're not expecting it or yeah. even if it's not rainy and it's like you actually have a good idea that you want to implement but you don't have any reserve anywhere because you know you're just spending and spending and spending it is good to be able to go back into different accounts that you hold and say look we've got this little overflow here maybe we can work something out and do something different or grow our business in some way this month so yeah no it is really important and you know having a different account is actually really really good because we have the same like we literally have an account for everything an account for you know our food shopping for our bills for this saving for xavier for etc and then sometimes they help you know they say that you know when you're saving you need to have you need to put it somewhere where you can forget about the money when you have easy access to the money, sometimes you can spend quickly. So when you have those, you know, 10 or 15 accounts, like you said, you might, in a year's time, you might look and say, oh, actually, there's still like 300 pounds left here that hasn't been touched. We can use this for X, Y, and Z. So yeah, that's a good tip for anyone listening. Open up several accounts and put all your, divide your money and then the rest, whatever you have left, then you can keep and spend. Exactly, save first. (laughs) yes 100 percent um but keeping in in line with kind of the financial topic um how what do you think about financial investments especially you know as having a family and as a mum you know there's this thing where someone said that there are two there are four different areas of everyone's life there's either people are in the being self-employed or working a full-time job which is on like the left side or they're in the right side, which has been a business owner and being an investor. And the aim is to kind of move from one side to the other side to um, to kind of be a business owner, even if you don't own a business, but working, but also um, turning your money into more money, trying to invest. Um, but obviously you work in the financial sector. What is your what is your um, your opinion on that on investment? And have you got like any tips to share to any of our listeners on that? 
Um, yeah, so I think with the whole sort of saving kind of regime that we have, um, a few a few years ago, we were kind of looking at all of these different accounts that I was talking about. And so we were saying, um, how can we kind of grow the money that we have? Because obviously keeping it is good. It's like the kind of risk averse approach. Just keep your money in a savings account and just kind of keep on going forward and, and trying to grow it bit by bit. That's like what my mom would kind of teach us anyway. She's, she's very risk averse. She doesn't want to invest in anything. She's just like, let's just save and like keep smiling. No risks, no nothing. Whereas my husband is a little bit more, not risky risky but he would like to take more of a gamble on trying to make sure that we can increase um not just keeping things in the same in the same not a gamble but making sure we can increase to increase our savings rather than just kind of keeping them at that steady pace so when we had reached a particular goal of ours in our sort of what we call long-term savings we were saying like what can we do to kind of invest this money um so that maybe it could work for us in a better way in the future so about three or four years ago, we started looking at houses and stuff where we could um, we could buy as an investment to keep our money growing. Because, you know, obviously houses kind of appreciate in value most of the time, whereas like your savings account, you know, most banks are not going to give you much money for keeping your savings in there. It'd be like a really small return every year. So um, we kind of searched out for different areas and we um, ended up buying somewhere where, where all our family calls um, in the sticks because it's like an hour or so away from most like of our family and friends. And um, for us, it was just important to kind of be on the property ladder and have some sort of an investment elsewhere, even if it was a bit further out. And our goal was just to kind of buy something that's not too expensive that we can kind of like fix up and maybe rent out. And that way we still have um, our savings in a property so not just in um, an account but in a property that will hopefully appreciate and if we ever needed the money we have something that we could sell and use the money um, after the selling of a house if we needed to and it's really funny because now like fast forward like four is it four about three or four years the place that we were calling the sticks and so far out and you know it's, it's really not everyone's there anymore because everyone's <laughs> yeah. kind of moving here yeah. I'm like 15 20 minutes away from like most things most people so um it was it was really good to to kind of think outside the box at that time and to do something a little bit different because when we we wanted to buy it as an investment um, but then we ended up falling in love with the area and the people and um and with all the works that we did because we put so much effort anyone who buys a house knows how much effort goes into the whole process and then the whole like doing it up and painting everything and it was just all of that was put into it and we were like we've done all of this now we may as well just live here so um we ended up living here and stuff like that and turning our other property into somewhere that we could rent and and changing the, the script a little bit but the whole process was still the, the whole thought behind it was investing our money into property because we know that that's somewhere that it can grow and it can do well and so just depending on, I guess, your family scenario and your situation, um, I think, yeah, it's kind of quite important. Well, it was for us anyway. I mean, if you've got like debts or things to clear, then that's obviously your first investment and your first priority is just clearing that and, and making sure that you're in a good place in that in that perspective. But if you have got savings or if you are looking to increase your savings, I think property for us was something that it worked out to be quite good because when we ended up buying so far out and then it became quite a popular destination, it meant that the value of the house that we bought is now like way more than what we actually paid for it. Uh, yeah, so property is definitely something that we've um, taken an investment 
into and we'd like to continue to do so and I know there's so much out there there's like stocks there's shares you know working in the financial industry I see so many different options different ways that you can invest um property is just something that we've taken a liking to I guess because of having children you start thinking forward you know like what could we potentially have for a very long time what could we pass down you know what what could we store up for them so um that's just been one way um that we've chosen to invest so far I'm sure there's things we'll explore as we get older and stuff like that no do you know what um we didn't well I didn't really research into property or even, you know, um, financial investment for a while. And it was only recently after I had um, my son that my husband and I were speaking. It was like, we need a way that we can tuck away, you know, a large sum of money. And um, hopefully in a few 10 years, 20 years or however long, have some return on it. Because actually the women were looking for a property, the the people who owned this property before we moved in, um, it was their parents' house and all the kids grew older and um, their parents became old, older, and they got sick, and they had to get moved into um, an old people's home, and they already paid off the mortgage, so they owned this house since when their son, since when their firstborn was nine months, and now he's in his 30s, and they have three kids, so they already paid off the mortgage completely, and when they actually bought, when we bought the house, it was the kids that got the money, because obviously the parents were like, we don't need it, so it was like a way for them to save up money and, you know, say, here you go. Here is, you know, a big chunk. You can have a third of whatever the house was worth. And they bought the house for peanuts. I think they bought the house for like 20% of what, you know, we bought it for. Like they bought the house for peanuts, basically. And they made so much money back. And then me and my husband were like, this is actually fantastic. Because if you think about it, if we save up, uh, you know a, a strong amount for my son Xavier rather than put in the savings we can literally just buy like a small flat somewhere and just leave um, and have it for 20 years and then when he's 20 or 25 he can either sell it and keep the money or we can just continue on and you know have the have the flat foot but it is a great way to just tuck away your money and just see it grow so I think you know that's a good I know fan, I know property is not easy to kind of get on um but there are, there are loads of options and there's places further out, like what you said, you know, now I bet you'll be able to find it for the prices that you got it for. Because- yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's what was attractive to us about property is that one moment it's something you can afford to buy and, and everyone's kind of like rushing and trying to get something. And then you fast forward like even just five, five, five or six years and it's like unattainable and it's like, whoa, like what happened to all these house prices? So it's um, even there's probably places further out that are soon going to be like up and coming and, and great for investment, probably build like unis around there and, and stuff will start happening. And, and that's why we kind of keep our eye on the ball of different areas, like what's happening in this area. They, I mean, I heard they're building like a big sort of Disney like park, you know, in Kent and stuff like that to attract yes. like, tourism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that as well. keep yeah. Your, if you keep your eyes kind of open and, and peeled about things, you can be like one of the first among a group of people to do something that others thought was probably quite silly when you were about to do it so yeah I think properties is um is such a great way to invest but then you know obviously you have two businesses and you also work has there been you know a time whilst you were kind of handling all of these um where there was like a discouragement or someone discouraged you or there was an opportunity that you wanted but it didn't end up happening and then all of a sudden it kind of flipped and turned into something even greater I know that's a loaded question (laughs) 
but I'm sure you can answer. <laughs> it sounds like those interviews, like, have you ever failed at something yeah. and uh, done well? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I guess, I guess for me, before, um, when I had my son a couple of years ago and I returned to work, because that, my work mindset was very, like, just, you know, work hard, do as best as I can, and um, and even when I come back from maternity, I don't want them to have, like, any, like, pity or, like, oh, let's, you know, let's not give her too much to do. She's probably not going to be able to handle it. I, I kind of wanted to come back as the same person. I was like, I can still do things. I'll be okay. And I really told myself all these sweet stories. But the reality was that when I came back to work, it was really, really tough. And um, people would be like, are you going to go back part time? I'd be like, no, no, no. I'm just going back Monday to Friday. I'll sort things out and I'll just go back as normal. And it's like I kept brushing everything under the carpet. Like Everything's fine. Everything's fine until it really really wasn't fine um and I guess you're real going back to work so you kind of see that when I when I went back it was so so difficult for me just even dropping him off to uh his grandparents then finally parking uh, just even just parking somewhere and then getting on the train and then getting into work I felt like I had already done a full shift before I even got to work and I was trying to do that Monday to Friday and um, I just kind of broke down about the whole thing. And I just remember opening up to my manager and just being like, look, this is really tough. And um, I don't I don't really know why I decided to come back full time. I don't know why I decided to even come back. Like, I was just... <laughs> You're actually scaring me because I'm going back in like two weeks. So yeah. there's something oh, to God. prepare for. <laughs> but I'm sure you won't be as, um, no, because I think now people would know, like when you come back, it's such a big change. Come back with a, you know, a bit more flexibility. Whereas I kind of came back like as if I had never left, like on Monday to Friday, just as usual, nine till six, like just, you know, and it didn't really work for me. And it was a really discouraging time because I started to think, you know, people have many kids at work and how do they do it? I mean, I can't even, I started to think I can't handle the situation or what's happening. Like, I, maybe this is not for me and telling my manager about it and saying to him, like, maybe I can go part time or what, what's my options um he was he was also saying look you know don't be too hard on yourself because that's such a big change and etc so I kind of asked him something that in those days was very rare people didn't really do it as much and I guess now they're kind of doing it a lot more frequently but I asked him is it possible for me to work from home two days a week so it's a little bit cheeky because nobody really was doing that and um you know working from home you're a little bit your productivity is a bit different because you can't meet people face to face and that's a big part of my role so he had to think about it and he said yes um he said yes you can do that and um, we'll be happy to support you in in any way you know we'll get you the the equipment that you need so that you can be set up from home and he was just really really supportive and and that was really really helpful for me but that discouragement at that time of when I thought I couldn't do anything and I can't maybe I should just stop trying to do so many things because I can't manage it um it was an opportunity used because those two days that I worked from home was when I was most able most productive to do the things that I really liked doing and the things I had such a great passion about so instead of the commute which is about two hours for me in the mornings um instead of that commute to work home uh, to work and from work those four hours were saved and I was able to use them to focus on like my business ideas and things that I would like I wanted to do and that would be when I would send emails make calls meet up with couples do certain things like I was able to do that in the time that I would have spent just kind of going to work and and traveling and stuff like that because of the distance 
Um, so I was able to turn it around instead of kind of being too sunken into the low period where I was thinking about um, reducing my hours, maybe not doing, um, not going back to work and stuff like that. I kind of just felt how else could I use the time to maybe focus on things that I do like, because that also helps your mood and how you feel when you're able to do stuff that you enjoy, you can express yourself. And, and um, that was really helpful for me. So just kind of taking like a chance in asking to do something that wasn't traditionally done. And now fast forward a couple of years, two and a half years later, uh, working from home where I am is very common now. People do it quite a lot and have a lot of like things in place. Some people have a weekly arrangement and stuff like that. So I was just really happy that I was able to just ask what seemed to be a silly question at the time. It's now something very, very normal now. People are, work, are living further out, asking to work from home and it's saving everybody lots of time and money, employers and employees. So I'm just happy I didn't like get too hung up on the, the the discouraging point of it, and I was able to make something out of it. So it gave me but a bit you, of time. Do you know what? It's true because sometimes you just have to be bodacious and just ask. I think I think sometimes even I think as women, um, I was actually talking about this to someone. As women, women are scared to ask for like time off sometimes and ask for pay rises and say you know I'm worth more, I need more, and you see their male counterparts there's so many guys in my workplace that work from home why do they need to work from home <laughs> like no these people they have no family they, have, they don't have kids or anything just they work from home because they want they want to work from home they want to have that you know balance where they don't are not constantly coming to work so many people you know ask for pay rises ask for bonuses and they get it and I feel like sometimes as women we get scared but you know you don't when you don't ask you don't get and sometimes when you when you actually are a valuable employee they would do anything they can to make sure that your time at work is you know is easy and they want to give you that balance as well that work-life balance so yeah I've become so bodacious and I'm like you know when I was going back to work I was um like I wanted to go back full-time because I really enjoy my job and I enjoy the company and they do provide amazing flexibility but for my role I needed to be in the office meeting people face to face and you know it was hard to kind of find a day where I could be at home and not be in the office but I had to just ask so I'm just like I don't want to be commuting you know like you an hour and a half sometimes during rush hour or when the when the trains are on strike it might take me three hours to get home I don't want to be doing that every day so I need to ask and when I asked I got it and you know it does give you the opportunity to pursue other passions yeah exactly and you realize how precious time is because those two hours hour and a half that we're talking about if you actually add that all up in a week you know you could actually sit there and do something really really productive with that time and I didn't really realize that until I was given the time to actually do it because I was just commuting I was doing the drop-offs and pickups I was doing so much but when I was given the time back because I'd asked and said you know can I can I be at home I didn't use the time to have like lions like okay so now I'm just gonna like wake up at nine and then I can just get things done lions are difficult anyway with, with young ones but I was able to use the time to do things that I wouldn't have been able to do and then you realize how precious time is and, and how valuable it is and you can just use it to just literally make dreams and stuff come true that you've been thinking about and you kind of get that time back so that you can work on your craft and things that you like so do you have to be bodacious sometimes but yeah. it is scary as a woman in a the workplace there's so much stigma you know put so much pressure on ourselves yeah. 
but but look you made your you know your passions and your desires come true and you're doing it you know successfully and well and you've just been I'm so happy to have you on a podcast because um I liked your honesty and the way that you're just sharing everything and um it's something to learn even I didn't realize how much we had in common in terms of our upbringing I know. I didn't know you started up at McDonald's. Hey, bro, everyone. I mean, there was a time in church that like, everyone was coming to church today. McDonald's outfits. I think it was like Abraham was working at McDonald's. You were me. Yes, McDonald's is a good, it's a humble beginnings. Um, it's the place to be, isn't it? Place yes. to be, definitely. Um, but before you go, um, because I know you were mentioning at the beginning of the podcast that your mom really instilled saving and that kind of aspect in your life, and that made you the woman you are today financially. What values do you think you'll be instilling on your kids in terms of, you know, having a work and bu- having a business or an entrepreneurial mindset as well as having a family? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, my mom definitely is like save, 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 save. So that's that that's at the forefront of my mind. So I do get that it is it is key, I guess, what us parents have to say to our kids because they, they don't forget it, you know, words do stick around um you know for for such a long time I mean we learned that nursery rhyme about sticks and stones may break my bones and words will never hurt me but it's it's so not true isn't it I mean words is what actually lasts uh in in our mindsets and I guess for me I would really want my kids to know that or be able to try and teach them that the world is basically their oyster like literally and how cheesy it sounds but I think growing up I had like this sort of regime where it's like you study then you go to university, then you do this, then you do that. And it's all quite ordered. And when you look at people who are very successful and those who have made such a difference in the industry, um, you'll find that they don't really have structured patterns all the time. They may not have gone to university. They may have been like the college dropout or they may not have um, enjoyed being um, in education or in any kind of um, structure, but they had a passion and a talent and they were able to just like push it forward. And so I think that's what I want my kids to know. I don't want them to feel like they have to do anything in a particular order. Um, I want them to know that if they're excited about something, if they have a passion for something, and you know they can most definitely go for it. And there's nothing that should be able to stop them from doing that. And um, you know, university, yes, I went, but it's not for everyone. And I want my children to to be able to like grow the things that make them happy, make them excited, but at the same time, financially, will keep them stable. Um, there's so many funny quotes like not funny but famous quotes about stuff like it's better to have you know like a steady income than to just have fascination about what you could be earning and um, and that's why I would love to teach them that balance like have a passion have a goal um, but always you know we want you to have a like the right setup so that your passions and your goals you can you can help to drive them forward and you're not just going to be like fascinating about them but most definitely the world is is their oyster like they can do so much and they don't have to stick to a structure or go through particular different hoops that were set that are set before you you can just kind of do things in the way that you would like to do them so that you can make a difference in this world with your ideas or what your passion is and um, yeah I wouldn't put any pressure on them to to do things in the way that I've done them so that they can really express and be themselves I think that's exactly what I'll teach my kids 100% because even now this this I think they have so much opportunities now let alone when my kids are you know 18 or whatever what opportunities will be for them then like but you know back in the day you know you needed to go to university I think before you even got a like a proper job they needed to ask you what you know what degree did you have whereas now like who who asks anymore like no one even asks you what you get into college so I 
I think I'll tell them the same thing. Like, the world is your oyster. Whatever you want to pursue, you can achieve. As long as you just put your mind to it and you work hard and you stay true to yourself, you can do it. You can, um, you can achieve anything. But thank you, Naomi. Oh, you've been, you've been an amazing um, guest. See, it wasn't that scary after all, was it? Oh, gosh, it was terrifying. No, scary, it wasn't. Honestly. What are you talking about? <laughs> you were like talking, talking. You're so natural. You were sharing everything. It wasn't scary. Um, but thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. And thank you all for listening. Um, next week's episode is going to be the last episode of this series. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've interviewed, you know, 10 amazing women. So next week's episode is going to be the last episode. Um, we'll be talking all things work and motherhood with another special guest. Um, and I'm so grateful for everyone for taking the time out to really listen to all the podcast um it was literally because of you guys that I was able to even do the second series I wasn't I was contemplating whether to do it or not but then I got so much people asking me to do it so anyways I'm really really grateful grateful for your support if you haven't listened to the previous ones make sure you go back and listen to them there's amazing nuggets to be learning from each episode and yeah we'll, we'll hopefully be back for season three next year 2020 um so it should be should be exciting but yeah um thank you all so much for your time listening make sure you subscribe um the podcast is available on spotify apple Podcasts, on podbean and on soundcloud and make sure you subscribe so you can get alerts when we have new episodes um, and new things coming out. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at victoria.dele. You can also find Naomi and her businesses on Instagram. Um, you can have a look at her Christian's Games Night. Um, you got game at, on Instagram at you got underscore game. You with a letter U rather than the word. Um, and also her wedding and events company, Platinum Events Planning. You can find them on Instagram at platinum events planning underscore.